Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 61, and it is now season 7 here on this beautiful, chilly Monday, December 11th, 2017. I am still Joe Morata, and over here is still Michael Quinn. What's poppin', playa? Howdy doody. How you doing, man? Good. New season here, New huh? season here. Nice to see you again there, Michael, sitting across from me as we talk about the world of retro wrestling. And thank you, fans, for tuning in to hear us do that. We appreciate your patronage. We appreciate your fandom. We appreciate you being part of the OVP family. So, Quinn. Hi. Hi. As we get season seven underway, folks, there's some exciting things to tell you about. But before we get to any of that, we just want to remind you, as always, reach us on the Twitter. You can do that at OVP Podcast. There's great tweets that go on on Twitter, Quinn. Only the best. Only the best tweets. And uh, you can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us for any reason. You don't have to. Yeah, you know, we like email. We do. Um, We like the longhand written letter format. We do. We also like the tweets. We like everything, really, as far as interaction is concerned. We love to interact with you guys. One place that a lot of people have been doing it lately is our Facebook group. It's a great place to talk about retro wrestling and kind of feel, you know, like part of a family. Yeah, like the OVP family. That's right. And you can find that on Facebook.feet. Yes. Is that right, Quinn? Facebook.webbedfeet. <laughs> and over there, you can search for our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast and you'll see the group. You hit join and we pretty much let anyone in. So just do it. Yeah, just do it. it. It'll fun. be fun. Do it Nike. It's very <laughs> it's very positive. There's no judgments or anything like no. that, Quinn. No. It's a very good time. And folks, uh, be sure to check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can donate and actually get additional content never before seen. Yes. Exclusive footage, Quinn. Yes, very exclusive footage such as OVP commentaries yes, where right. we commentate a match. You just hit the audio, you put it over a WWE Network video, yep. and you hear us instead of them. Yep. And it's great. It's fun. Great time. But also, we have the monthly live reviews, which just dropped you mm-hmm. know, earlier Last in the week. month. Yep. Yeah. And those are live reviews of the WWF 1982 television program. Eventually, we'll be getting to 83, 84. One you of know, these days. As we go along. And uh, the closer we get to our goal, the more frequent those will be. That's right. Yeah. Right now, we're doing a monthly. Once we hit our next goal, we'll be doing them bi-weekly. Yeah. And eventually, we would love to do them weekly. We would love to do a lot of different things for you. And obviously, there's no pressure to donate. But if you'd like to, rewards start at just two bucks a month. Yeah. Very good price, I would say. That's right. So head on over to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And you can find all the links to everything that we have on our website, ovppodcast.com, uh, including our suggestion box where you can write in, leave your name, number, serial number, and yep. a brief message, and write in a suggestion for our show. That mm-hmm. is ovppodcast.com. Uh, Quinn, we have a couple of friends of the show. We do. We do. They're friendly. They're very friendly they, uh, friends. Some of them cameoed on last week's special. <laughs> yes, they did. We called into them, didn't would, we? We did, yes. Uh, one of them would be Mike Crockett and Brian Malonis, the Kingpin. That is a referee and a wrestler, respectively. They host an excellent podcast called The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Yes, a fantastic show. They they had recently a really good episode. I liked Love Hate 
yes. things in wrestling. Couple of Great weeks episode. back. Yeah, Excellent check episode. Check that out if you haven't already. You get a unique perspective from two guys actually in the business. Yes, you do. Very interesting. And you also have Greetings from Allentown, hosted by our little brother, Quinn. Petey. Petey. He is funny. Yes, he is. He is a... Folks, listen, real quick here. If you listen to us and you like us, he's not like us in the sense that the style is the same. Yeah. But he covers a lot of the similar material in a very different way. Yeah, it's a completely different vantage point, if you will, yes. of similar material. His vantage point is in Allentown, apparently, yeah. even though he's from Boston or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. But he does a one-man show. See, there's two of us. I'm Joe. That's Quinn. Hi. But he does a one-man show. His name's Petey Winson, and uh, it's a great show. Greetings from Allentown, and Petey, you can thank us later for always putting you over. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, folks, we're here for a new season. Yes, we are. This is craziness because, you know, we did a season-long narrative uh, the last 10 episodes. Yes, we did. And it finally concluded. I mean, there's nothing. Wrestling's over. Yeah, that's it. That's all the wrestling there <laughs> so, is. So there's nothing to talk about. So we decided, why don't we get some help from Merv Griffin Enterprises oh. and, you know, Mark Goodson. Maybe and, Vanna White. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe Pat Sajak. And why don't we have a game show? Oh, yeah. A game show where we ask you, the fans, to write in your questions. And each week, your question will be chosen at random and be read on the air. That's right, everybody. It is now time for Pop the Question, the game show where you, the fans, choose the topics that we talk about each Whoa. week. Where, you know where what? are we? There is a chance to win some tremendous prizes, Quinn, including... <gasps> uh, stuff? What? <laughs> <laughs> a new car! Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, a new car. That's Thank right. You. No, no problem. And, Quinn, you're going to have the honor of being my assistant each week as we spin the wheel. I will? <laughs> and make a deal. Apparently you do. That's what I'm being told anyway. Oh. So, Quinn, oh. why don't you uh, get the uh, gizmo there going? Oh, and- man, they're pushing me towards this thing. I don't know what it is. It's Let's see very bright. Have to start. What question do we have? And who who's it from, more importantly? Well, the first question is from Chuck Mess. Chuck Mess, get on down! Yeah. And what does he want to know, Quinn? He wants to know... <laughs> Demolition or the Road Warriors? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Now, folks, we have Demolition on one hand, mm-hmm. the Road Warriors on the other hand. Chuck Ugh. Mess, by the way, thank <laughs> you for the question. Quinn, I know your answer. Why don't you say it in brief? Demolition's better than the Road Warriors. Okay. So that's, that's the briefest way I could put it, but I, I guess we'll go in the long form We'll go here. in the long form. I would tend to agree with you, actually, Quinn, that Demolition is better but that is because we were primarily raised and reared as WWF fans. Now you're catching on! So here's the deal with the Road Warriors, folks. They were formed first, obviously, and they mm-hmm. were a unique team because this was 1983-84-ish. Right. Where these two guys that were kind of street toughs from Chicago... Yes, they were. They were not we're, savory characters. I, I believe they were bouncers or something. Yeah. And the Crockett's ran into them when they were in some club or wherever the hell. Something like some that. Biker bar. They were workout guys, yeah. you know, big juiced up guys, you know, yeah. muscle heads. And it was uh, Michael Hegstrand, that'd be Hawk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Laronitis would yes. be Animal. That's the brother of uh, John Laryngitis. Yeah. You know him from John, WWF. Johnny Ace. Yeah. You gotta stole my stuff. And they became a team known as the Road Warriors, managed by Quinn's favorite, pretty Paul Ellering. I think that's a big knock against the Road Warriors, is Paul Ellering in general. Now, can you describe, (laughs) before we get to Ellering, can you describe, Quinn, the Road Warriors' appeal for their time period? Okay, so the Road Warriors, their biggest appeal was 
they were huge, big, and they looked like Road Warriors from the movie Road, Road Warriors Warrior. with or Mad Max, right? Yep. They looked like a bunch of guys that you would see in that movie. They had the shoulder pad things. They had that weird dystopian future look. Yes, very like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, their hair. Their yeah. hair was like the how that was as well, like the weird haircut. Hey, the guy! And in the ring, their style was pure power and unadulterated brutality. Right, which was something you didn't see every day. When they came in, you know, a lot of teams were, you know, either high flyy or technical. Right, you know? your, your Greg Gagne and Jim Bronzels, right. for example. There was no just pure power. No, there really wasn't. Not in that vein. And their look was just so damn different, like you said. Yeah, it was. It was very, like, biker, hardcore, you know. Kick your ass, basically. And, and almost bizarre, for if you think of the time, that the norms of the time, if you really think about it. You know, like, yeah. you don't you don't see guys like that in your local uh, bowling alley or something, you know? No, or, you don't. Wherever you live. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a bowling alley near you, yeah. go check and see if you see Hawk in there. Yeah. And not only that. I mean, they they when they stampeded onto the scene, if whether it was NWA or AWA, because they were in both, right, and then WWF, they were over with the crowd, right. no doubt about it. These guys were impressive. They were different. They would beat the shit out of anything in front of them. I mean, like literally, their squash matches mm-hmm. were brutal in, in real life. I mean, they yeah. beat up people. I mean, their finisher, the Doomsday Device, uh-huh. was it was really good. Like yeah. that whole clothesline them off the top of the other shoulders. Like it looks really insane actually because the guy usually does a full flip off the other the shoulders of the other guy correct the animals got him up and hopkins from the top rope no it was really intense yeah and they had a manager now we can get to him paul ellering who his gimmick was that he was not like a road warrior yeah he was supposed to be smart or something he was what the was the brains but he didn't really do anything he was bad yeah he just wore karate gi and was dumb right yeah that's pretty Pretty yeah. well put. It's far worse to deceive yourself than to deceive all others. Now, the thing with the Road Warriors is they stampeded through the NWA. They stampeded briefly through the AWA. Right. They won the tag titles in both divisions. They were one of the most over tag teams of their time, wherever they were. Yes. And in, in, whether it was Japan, yep. whether it was any of the American federations, mm-hmm. by 1987, Vince McMahon decided, I'm going to capitalize on the appeal yes, of this The look. idea. The idea of it. Yeah, no shit. Now, demolition are sometimes, depending on who you're talking to, referred to as Road Warrior ripoffs. And, and while there's no doubt... They are. That I mean, there was that. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying they aren't ripoffs. Right. However... Sometimes, in some cases, the imitation could be better than the actual thing. That's correct, Quinn. And here's what happened with Demolition. Now, in early 1987, I think January or February, they made their debut, and it was Bill Eady, who had already built somewhat of a name for himself. And he teamed up with another guy that had a name, and that would be Moondog Rex. Yeah, kind of a name. but Randy Cully. Yeah. The problem here is that Demolition, in their face paint and their kind of leather S&M outfits. <laughs> I don't know, those strappy S&M outfits. Yeah. It's a little weird take on it, but it was yes. more more or less the same idea because if you think about it, Lord Humongous, who was another yes. spinoff of Mad Max and all that Correct. crap, he yep. was like actually in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had that strappy, same gear. that literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am gravely disappointed. Again, you have made me unleash my dogs of war. And that's kind of where that came from. Yeah. So basically, Randy Cully here was too recognizable after a couple of matches mm. because he had previously been a moondog. 
So we bring in Barry Darso from the NWA. Yeah, who was coming off being a Russian. Crusher Khrushchev, if I'm yep, not mistaken. Along with Ivan Koloff and, and Nikita, Nikita Koloff. I'm here for one thing, and that is the six-man cup and revenge. So we team up Bill Eady as Axe and Crusher Khrushchev, Barry Darso as Smash, and now we have Demolition, and they slowly throughout 87 start to evolve. First of all, they're managed by Johnny V. That was weird. Hey, let me tell you something. Without further ado, bring them on in right here. The Demolition is what they are, baby. That's like their Paul Ellering. Yeah, but that was stupid, and they realized it was stupid quickly and changed to Mr. Fuji. I have to hand over my rights, baby, to the Demolition to Mr. Fuji. Yeah? Good. Much better heel manager. Believe it or not, it's rare when you say Fuji's a better manager than some of those guys. They needed more of a background guy. That's what Fuji is. Like, and that's to me why the Road Warriors, I feel like they needed more of a background guy, too. Yeah, because they could talk for their yeah. style. I mean, Hawks, like, well, yeah, like that funny. whole thing was good. An and animal would just yell. And same thing with Demolition. They were they could talk Billy could talk. Mm-hmm. You know, Smash could talk. Smash could talk too. They yeah. were both entertaining guys. Yeah. They didn't need Johnny V kind of comedying their team up. No, because he was always like a goof. Like he, he was sucked. just bullshit. So Fuji was more like, ah, my dad, that time. Right. You know? So Fuji can't talk, but he gives the illusion of there's something sinister behind this, right? Correct. You make a point suffer. You will tear into the body. You make the bones crackle. Crackle one piece at a time. So Demolition now is lighting the tag scene on fire in the WWF throughout 88 to 90. Right. And what do you think their appeal was, Quinn? I, they were just intense. They were intimidating. It was very much the same appeal as the Road Warriors, but on the big stage, and that's the important part, on the WWF stage at their hottest period. And that hot period would coincide with being on, you know, network television on NBC, right. late, late at night on Saturdays, yes. cable all across the country. And I think their popularity was also enhanced by, they were turned face at kind of the right time. They had enough time as heels to breathe, and when by the time they turned face, they were like the most over thing oh, in yeah. the company. I would say that they turned face around Survivor Series of 88. Mm-hmm. I would say that 89 is the year of demolition. Right. They're awesome in 89. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Another appeal of Demolition, I would say, is their theme music. Excellent theme music by Rick Derringer. Uh, I believe it's just called Demolition, right? Yeah. It's an amazing theme. I'm sure you'll plug it in right here. Yep. Iconic. You know, that's opposed to the Road Warriors had Iron Man, I believe. Yes. that Which is great. Yeah. Not their song, like, written for them. Right. But great music. Let's not... Great music. I actually, I like both, but yeah. I actually would prefer some, in some bizarre world, I don't know why, I just like Demolition's theme a lot. But that's also because I like just generic themes better than real music a right. lot of times. So. As, as do I. So I'm sure there's plenty of people, and I'm not even arguing, that mm-hmm. love Iron Man way more. Yeah. You know, like, that's fine. And, and that's, that's fine. fine, yeah. So by 1990, here's what happens, and then we're going to get to our opinions on Demolition of the Road Warriors. By 1990, yeah. uh, Demolition three-peats Quinn at WrestleMania 6. Yes, as Gorilla famously said. <laughs> they win the tag titles, but unfortunately, within a few weeks, they turn heel to feud with the Hart Foundation and the Rockers. Which, that was fine That initially. was fine. Like, even with the crush crap and all that stuff. So the crush crap, let's address that. Yeah. They bring in Brian Adams, a kid from Portland who they <sighs> pretended was from Hawaii for years afterwards. Mm-hmm. One of Quinn's least favorite wrestlers. He's a ruiner. And crush is gonna crush you! <laughs> 
Uh, they bring in Brian Adams as Crush. Now, one of the reasons was that like Bill Eady had a shellfish problem. I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't true. Know if that's real. I really don't. I don't know. He seemed pretty okay to <laughs> right. me. Like, I, maybe he just wanted to phase himself out. Yeah, I think he he has said that he was promised a position behind the scenes, yes. and he, I kind of get the impression that he was trying to phase himself into that position quicker. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. But by the summer of 1990. Right around the time where Demolition, who are now heels, right. is getting ready to ch- uh, defend their titles against the Hart Foundation at SummerSlam 1990, who does Vince McMahon acquire and who storms into the World Wrestling Federation but the Road Warriors renamed with their uh, nickname the Legion of Doom? I ain't never fought anybody in the garden before. It's going to really hit home. Now we finally have both teams. Right, but now you've crapified <laughs> one of them by yes. the time the other one. I hated this, Joe. And it was, I, I believe me, me too. First of all, they cost Demolition the titles by looking at them. <laughs> so it's true. that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Second of all, by the time they got to even fight each other, like I said, they just one matter. of them, it, you know, it's not the same anymore. And the sad legacy of Demolition basically was that the LOD became the, the prominent WWF tag team. Uh, Demolition got shoved to the side, basically. Uh, they got the music. They got really bad music, which you're going to hear right now. They got Mr. Fuji back as a manager. Right. But Axe is gone by November of 90. Smash and Crush linger throughout the winter yeah. and yeah, I guess spring of 91, and that's it. And the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, would go on to win the tag titles at and SummerSlam 91. Be around for freaking ever. They leave in 92, come back in 97. Yep, they went back to WCW a couple times they went WCW. Also. Now, the question, Demolition or Road Warriors, is very simple. If you're a WCW slash NWA fan, your answer, like, first and foremost, your answer is probably going to be the Road Warriors. Right. The original never could be duplicated right. is probably what your answer would be. However, I can't even see retrospectively anymore thinking that Demolition is inferior. Maybe they're equal. They are not inferior. Better wrestlers? Demolition. Yes, they they truly are better wrestlers. I cannot take that away from them. They had great matches. Yes, they Tully did. Tully and Arn. Yeah, the Rockers. The Rockers. The Hearts. They, the Hearts. They had good matches. They were good wrestlers. Better uh, look overall, Road Warriors. Yes, better more, look. More impressive. No doubt about it. Road yeah. Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, more unique, though, Demolition to me. Yeah, Demolition had a mystique about them. They that did. I think the Road Warriors had a mystique initially, Yep, but... I think Demolition kind of superseded that mystique. They're more mysterious and strange, and what are so. Demolition? Legion of Doom was a little bit more comedy because Hawk had funny promos. Right, yeah. And that was later. Initially, they were real badasses. So I guess different strokes for different folks. Personally, though, I'm a Demolition guy because I'm a WWF guy, first and yeah. foremost. And personally, I am too. I don't think the Road Warriors are the worst thing ever. I just right. think that it's like really overblown like they're better or something than demolition that's that's kind of where i'm at it's not like (laughs) it's not like there's that much difference in terms of stature it can go one way or another it's just one of those cases where wwf you know a lot of people don't like to give them credit for things but they did a really good job with this they did like this was a thing that was good they did a very good job like they took something they didn't make and they said let's try to make it we'll make it better and they did and it had it they had their own identity they didn't wrestle the same style as the road war Warriors. Mm-hmm. The true Road Warrior ripoffs, and it was on purpose in the NWA, was the Powers of Pain. Right, and they came to WWF, and they were like, they were very much the Road Warriors, and they fought Demolition. Yes, almost kind of say like, Tongue oh look, yes. yeah, you know, down to the hairstyles they were ripoffs. Right, Demolition, no doubt, was influenced by them, but I would have to pick Demolition as well. I think we're both in agreement there. Yeah. So Chuck Mess 
Thank you so much for that question. Yes. But, uh, folks, in the meantime, if you have any questions, be sure to send them to us. Put them on the suggestion list. You can email us. You can tweet at us. You can post it on the Facebook group. And maybe your question will be read. You know what? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. OVP Podcast will return after these brief messages. The year 2032. The city, Los Angeles. The movie, Demolition Man. The restaurant. All restaurants are Taco Bell. The reason, delicious tacos, burritos, and nachos. Exacto Mondo. The prices, only 59, 79, and 99 cents. I'm impressed. The action. The adventure. The excitement. It's now playing at a Taco Bell restaurant near you. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Quinn. Yes? Did you know that we are still doing Mount Rushmore and Death Valley? Are we now? We are. Believe it or not, we got a negotiation here to keep this segment going. Backed by popular demand, yes, I absolutely. guess. absolutely. It'll probably never go anywhere because as long as there's a Rushmore and a Death Valley, there's stuff to put in it and on it. <laughs> yes, there, there always is. <laughs> there there's always something. is. <laughs> Folks, this is where each week Quinn and I will put four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore. And four of the worst are going to go down into the desert at Death Valley. And this week, we have a consensus by committee, Quinn and I. Yes, we do. We have decided to kick it off with a bang or maybe a high note, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. Because, Quinn, we are doing the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... WWF television themes. WWF television themes. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting one. Yes, it will be. So, folks, let's say it's, oh, it's 1994. Yeah. (laughs) And you're sitting there watching your television on the USA Network. Yes, you are. And you're going to watch, let's say, Mania. Yeah. (laughs) Before the show starts, there's a theme song, right? There always is. Yeah. And that's what we're going to rank, the theme songs for WWF programming. 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah, I think it should be said with this one in particular. Go ahead. And maybe I might be wrong, but I just want to say it. There's not as many theme songs, so I don't want people to get the wrong impression with a Death Valley that these are like the worst thing ever or anything. Someone's got to be the worst. Someone's got to be the worst, basically. And that's what these are. Even on a very good baseball team, someone's got a bat ninth. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So anyway, Quinn, uh, you had a pick. I had a pick. We both did kind of. So yeah. I'm going to go first. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you had the pick, so I'm going first. Okay. One of my favorite songs was the original WWF Monday Night Raw theme song from like 93 to like 96 or 7. They used it on and off. It was good. Yeah, it's a pretty good theme song. It got you kind of pumped for the show. Yeah, as we listen to it here. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It, it definitely gets you pumped for the show. I know you do have a specific problem with it, though. Right. It's I have a problem with it. After the I'm, song. I'm pretty sure it will come up as we're listening to it here, <laughs> yeah. but it's that whole, like, pew, 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 pew. You mean the siren? The siren. The siren is the problem with that song. Why is that? Because it just, they overused it. Okay. You know, it leaks into the whole thing and mm-hmm. it's just a little too much. Okay. I have my own like number one, number two. Like I got a couple, but the one that I want to start with is probably one that I've been telling you about that I love a lot. Let me guess. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I know this what it is. This is a weird one because 
maybe it's not as retro, but I mean, it is like a decade ago at this point. What is that? But it's the SmackDown, um, I think it's called Rise Up. Rise Up. Would it be this one? Yes. <laughs> this song is amazing. I John. do like this one. This was like 04 to 08. Yeah. And this was, this is pretty good, actually. I don't be <laughs> Yeah, it's good because it starts off slow and right. then right in a second, just listen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, it's good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's good. It's a really good theme. And I also liked what they did with the visuals to mm-hmm. it. Later on, they had added like animated like versions of the wrestlers that would like teleport in and stuff. They it's, did? It was really good. And I just think it's up there for me as like an intro to a TV show. And I know it's SmackDown, but come on. Like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But you know what? Here's another one that's really, really good. Really iconic in my yeah. mind. Obsession for Saturday Night's main event, eighty-five to Definitely. eighty-eight. Yeah. Really good. Yo, Obsession <laughs> is a great opening theme because you know rarely they get to use license. Right. Well, I guess they get to use it more now. But I'm saying like this was the early days they of using yeah. license music as the intro. Correct. And holy shit, it like it totally, great. totally fits. I know. Yeah, that got you pumped for Saturday Night's main event, folks. That was Saturday Night's main event's theme from '85 until right before the main event. Yeah, the first main event. Great theme. But so was the the Saturday Night's main event theme after that. Yeah, the 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 one they replaced it with is excellent. The one from '88 to '91. There's also the championship wrestling theme, the one when they use licensed music. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like '84. Yeah, '85. The one where like yeah. Hulk's coming to the ring. It's really good. That's another really good one. Now, are there any? How about we we'll do this? Make it easier. So, as far as Raw is concerned, right? I yeah. said the first one. Mm-hmm. Are there any other really good Raw themes that you like? Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> stupid question. You know, the roll the dice, never look ah, back, never think twice. That's uh, Papa Roach, right? Papa Roach. To be loved. To I be loved by called. Papa Roach. I really like that theme song. That to me, Joe, yeah. I feel like it has to be number one, and I'll tell you why. Really? Number one? Yes, because every single theme Raw has ever had, like Raw has had more themes than any of the shows just by virtue of being the longest running. True. Longest it, running weekly episodic. It is quite simply like one of the best themes like i can't say enough like they're none of them stand out as much as that is it better than the uh raw is war like i'll say this it's better because you won't know what the hell they're saying that's a good <laughs> that's a good point yeah Remember hmm. that? Remember how that was like nobody knows no what they're knows. like. It's actually a real thing. There's that video where yeah. no one knows what they're saying. No one knows the damn words. Yeah. So do you think it is better than that? I do actually. Really? And it's I again. It's a more recent song. Maybe it's just my tastes or something. Right. But, like the two that always stood out to me was that weird SmackDown one and like that Raw one, and especially the Raw one because of the way they the way they mix the video clips like yeah. Maria doing the kiss Kissing, and Cena like yeah. rubbing his shoulders off. Like <laughs> it's a great little opening. Oh man, I, I really like Obsession though. That's mm. one of the best theme songs. Obsession ever. is really good. Well, I should mention, folks, this does not count pay-per-view. This is specifically television shows. Right. Not pay-per-view themes. So don't mm-hmm. get mad at us for not including, like, Survivor yep. Series theme or something. Yeah, that it's not that. That's not what we're talking about No, no, no. This here. is television shows. Yeah. I'm holding to obsession for number one. Number one? Huh. Number one. More really? than Papa Roach. Uh, yeah. More than the Papa Roach song, Joe? <laughs> 
<laughs> Excuse me. I That's mean, what, I, like, when we got back into wrestling after yeah, the, like, a, year-long yeah. hiatus period. Right, and Papa Roach was now doing the Raw theme. You're right. Yeah, and it was so jolly on a Monday night to hear that song. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know the feeling when it came on, and you were just like, ugh, Raw's on. You know what? If it's controversial, so be it. I'm with you, Quinn. Yeah. Okay, I'll put it on for yes. number one. For number one, Papa Roach, to be loved. All right there, Michael. You got another idea here? Well, I'm big on that SmackDown. I'm big also on Obsession. I do like Obsession. Obsession's good. Uh, Uh, The second Saturday Night's main event theme is wonderful. We only briefly touched on it, but you know what I like about both of the Saturday Night's main event themes, though? Is that little intro part where it's like they're talking it's like when they do the promos right yeah like like, that's like the most intense thing ever it seems like like some shit's gonna go down tonight like harley race gonna get his ass whooped or haku or something or i gotta beat you hogan yeah exactly (laughs) something like that hogan it felt so good i can't wait to do it again (laughs) and again (laughs) and again (laughs) yeah you know what that is a great well, that little bumper, that's a great theme, though, this but, Saturday Night's Main Event now, theme. was that bumper with both Obsession and yeah, the second theme? Yeah, because it's technically not part of the intro. It's okay. like a little bumper. I would say Obsession is probably... Oh, that's tough. Between the two Saturday Night's Main Event themes, actually, yeah, that, they're both really good. I feel like we could only fairly put one of them on. Probably. Yeah. If, if that's the case, I might have to put Obsession in there. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. Obsession's good. But before we even do that, are there any other songs on, let's say, Raw or Superstars or anything that are better than that? Well, the initial Superstars theme, the, the one, do, 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 Yeah, that's a good one. That one's really good. Uh, I don't, I, is that the best Superstars no, theme? No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, there's also the second one when, like, the Ultimate Warrior was the champion. Yeah, that one's okay. Yeah. I grew up on, so did you. Yeah. From 94, I actually 95. think that's a poor theme. Like, no, I, that, could, that might be a Death Valley. I don't like, know Death Valley, well, is it? because there's not, like, as many. So yeah, it's, it's not meaning that it's horrible. It's just it's not as good, you know? What about the classic Raw theme from, like, 98 to 01 or 02 or whenever it was? Uh, Tula Duh, another yeah. Raw. Uh, like, yeah. Man! He's a man. That whole thing with the Austin yeah. going into the bad warehouse. Wasn't there a <laughs> second one yes, that would be both. for Warzone? There's two different versions of like very similar songs. Yeah, they're two different things. Yeah. There's also the one right after that, which is good. Move to the music. You know. Yeah, move to the music. If yeah. that's the name of it, I don't know. But uh, all, all across the union. What's it all, called? All across the USA. I think it's just called all across the nation. All across the nation. That's, that's one it. that starts with like, look at the door. Uh, the the Floor. Yeah, that one. That one's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Obsession. 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 Yeah, just okay. put obsession in. It's for, good. No, for number two, folks. Obsession. By the way, shout out to Mike Fireball for suggesting that as our uh, oh, really? Rushmore. <laughs> I didn't Last season, he suggested Wow. It. Yeah. He's been waiting for this one, so mm-hmm. that's for you, Mike. So, yes. How about that SmackDown theme, Joe? I really feel <sighs> like number three is a good spot for that one. I don't know. Let's not get carried away uh. here. Quinn. Quinn, first of all, we have not put anything from like the classic era of Raw on there, which I'm what still... Do you mean? 
the classic era of Raw, not 05 Papa Roach, Coach. <laughs> hey, but it made it, didn't it? It did make it because it's a great song and it's a great, like, period. It fit the period, too. We put too. Obsession in. We did put Obsession. Yeah. Are there any, uh, what about Primetime? Oh, a, a oh theme or two. okay. The prime time, the 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 second one, not that first one where they're like in the arena or whatever. <laughs> that yeah, one that was stinks. that was terrible. Like that might be a Death Valley also. That's the one where there's a bad clip of Bob Orton or something yeah, in like, the intro. <laughs> like it's it's really <laughs> shitty. Now, but the second one, the the classic one, eighty seven to like ninety one. Yeah, I guess that one's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is an excellent one. Yeah, that might that might have to make it actually, Michael. Yeah, what do you think? Ooh, I like that it one. It is a good theme. I, I'm surprised, though, no love from you for the first Raw theme. <sighs> Just not feeling it, huh? Yeah, no. I, I guess so. I mean... There's not much. It's slim pickings. It is. Like, you're right. You're right. You're right. It just feels like Rise Up is better, but <laughs> than mm. that raw theme. I know you have like affection for it, yeah, but if I do. you objectively look at them as songs, like one is just way more intense than the other one. Like it's true. I didn't really watch SmackDown much during that period of time, so I don't have that same attachment. I didn't attachment. even care about SmackDown as much either during that time. However, I always like would give due respect to that song because I was like, I wished this was a raw theme. It was that right like uh, well okay but fine before yeah. we even worry about that okay. prime time the second theme yes, song the second prime time is excellent i don't know the name of it so we, it's, it's prime the time. second prime time the theme. second prime time theme the is- one it coincides with the best era of primetime. Yeah, the one where it's like synced with like slick dancing. Yes. Like at one point. <laughs> boss man's on yeah, it and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and it's the era where it was always Gorilla and Bobby. Yeah. It's like ding 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 That one. That. Okay. So we're in agreement for number three, primetime? Yes. All right. Primetime's second theme. Well, we've got one more. Quinn, as you know, folks, is fighting tooth and nail for Rise Up, the SmackDown theme from 04 to 08. Yeah. I am desperately clinging to Raw, either from the first theme or the blah, 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 one that we don't have the words to, or the look at the, or door, door, the, floor. the door and the floor. Yeah, Those are really good. I wouldn't put anything from Superstars on there. No. Above as any of that. As much as I have affection for the um, the one that was in WrestleMania the game or whatever. Right, yeah. But Still, like, yeah, it's not, not as good as any of these. Yeah. No, and then as far as like challenge, their theme was so unnotable. <laughs> I don't even call, remember it. I wouldn't ever call it the worst, but it's just yeah. like, who cares? And then there's, but you wanted to kind of only put one Saturday Night's Main Event theme in, so I'm kind I of... I think that's enough for I'm Saturday Night's I'm ignoring the second Saturday yeah. Night's Main Event theme, even though it's really good. I feel like, here's the thing, is yeah. with the Raw stuff, yeah. we pick like the best raw theme so how could we say any of these are better like you, you know really I mean? want to get that oh, freaking rise up oh so, it's so good is it the best smackdown theme it is quite literally the best smackdown theme because as we'll probably go over later there's some really junky ones yeah and, you're right yeah. you're right you're right yeah. wow yeah rise up man Folks, let us know at any time your Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. You can do that by tweeting us at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. And you can tell us on the Facebook group. I am stalling because I don't want to put this in. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to because I can't you're think, right. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything better than this. What about when they like, use the beautiful people for Raw for a few weeks? That was weird. Look at the people. Yeah. The beautiful people. <laughs> you know what's weird about that? I, for some reason, I thought that was the theme like way past when it was, it was the just theme. like three weeks or something, like literally. Because they would show um, Papa Roach singing the 
Marilyn uh, you Manson. Know, you know, that across the nation or whatever. Marilyn Manson. What are yeah. you talking about? No, <laughs> How many things the, are you going to no, mix? No, no, no. In the opening, they would show like, you know, like the band playing it, right? But I thought that they were singing the beautiful people, even oh, though like, okay, I got you know you. what I mean? Like, I got you. Because I remember them hanging in the window. You know what, Quinn? Because I legitimately can't think of a case for anything else right yeah. now. I mean, you heard Rise Up just yeah, now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'll put it on. I mean... Before I turn my key, let me just make sure. I, I would rather put the first Raw theme in, but I can't really tell you why it's better. Yeah, there's no, like, because you superseded it with the other one. You you pretty much said it right there. The other one's better. But I would put a thorn in your eye in the Attitude Era one. Yeah. I would put that in. Yeah, but I How still do don't not? think it's objectively a better song. It's not. Yeah, it just isn't. Like, Rise Up is so intense. And it starts slow. That's my favorite part of it. Like, none of them do that correctly. Folks, you might think I'm caving in. But I challenge you to sit here and try to convince Michael Quinn of something. <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, but even you have to admit, like, Rise yeah. Up is a good theme. See, see what he does to that's, me? That's the thing. It's not even me just, even like, I have not to. caving. <laughs> like, it's like, it's good. For number four, Rise <laughs> Up, Smackdown theme 04 to 08. <laughs> Kicking off season seven with a lot of fun, Maggle. <laughs> so our Mount Rushmore of WWF television themes are To Be Loved by Papa Roach, the Raw theme. We have Obsession. I'm saying Obsession, by the way, because yeah. Gordon Soley said that a bunch of times okay. once. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. And we made out. fun it, of it. It's Obsession. Yeah, but. Obsession. Um, for Saturday Night's Main Event, 85 to 88. The second primetime theme from 87, I believe it was, or 88 yeah. until 91. And Rise Up, the SmackDown theme from 04 to 08. That is our Mount Rushmore of WWF television theme songs. I'm going to start. No, Quinn, you know what? You start with one of the worst. Well, how about that SmackDown with the Green Day-ish theme? (laughs) That thing is horrible. I'm going to tell you a a couple of quick things about this. So, I'm a pretty big Green Day fan, as you know, Quinn, and maybe you folks do or don't. Uh, not particularly newer Green Day, and that album is from <laughs> an album called 21st Century Breakdown from 2009, which I really don't like very much. I don't the like album. anything Green Day past Dookie, but Oh, come whatever. on! It, they're great. Even American Idiot's really American good. Idiot's probably the limit. But it's the, the last really good thing they the did. The point here is, why the hell okay. was this a SmackDown theme? So not only is it, why the hell was this a Green Day single? Yeah. That's also a good question. Right. Why the hell was it the SmackDown theme? It's so, like, bouncy and, like, it's not... It's too, it's just too uncharacteristic of a wrestling show. As much as I don't like the generic, like, ass rock that they always use for their themes, like, (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? We're just like, who is this band? Why are they in every video game theme song? Thank you for the theme to band you don't know, like, after, like, everything. For, like, 12 years they did this shit until they got their act together recently. It almost seems like every band should be named, like, Armageddon or, like, Snow Cave or or some bullshit like like that. Syphilis, you know? Yeah. With an X. Yeah. <laughs> so, fine. That I don't like sucks. any of that, but I have Green Day, like, worst era of Green Day. Too. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Green it's Day. so bad. Can we just yes, please get automatically, out of here? Automatically going on as number one. And that was the SmackDown theme song for however long it was. It was too long. Yeah. I think it was 2010 to 12 or you, something. You like how I appeased you there by what? giving you the SmackDown. 
Yeah, after yeah. <laughs> getting Rise Up on there. You're making up for it. Yeah. All right. For number one, Know Your Enemy by Green Day when it was SmackDown's theme. Die, die, die. By the way, Die, Die, Die will never go anywhere. Yeah, no. The one, the one time I changed it. Yeah, there was actual complaints. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry, folks. All right, Quinn, uh, you got to pick that. I'm going to give you one that I never thought was good. Tell me what you think. Okay. The original SmackDown theme I thought was pretty crappy. Really? Yeah, because um, it was like... Yeah, I was thinking of that one. It's weird. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. Is I don't like that one either. Okay. But I also think it's not horrendous. And I'll tell you why. The Mania theme where it was like boing and like oh, all that man. bullshit. Yeah. WWF Mania, folks. That was a show, in case you're not too familiar, it was a Saturday morning show yeah. with Toad Petty Poop. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 10 a.m.'s on USA Network. In like the PLJ studio or something. It was in the WWF control room. Blast off was the PLJ. Sorry. But it had this like morning <laughs> vibe to the theme or something. It's like a bunch of noises. Like, <laughs> it's just like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like horns. And, and it's like, hi, I'm Todd uh, Pettengill. Here's my feet. Yeah, it just makes you not want to watch it. Like, <laughs> like immediately you see like Yokozuna fatting it up in the intro. <laughs> this terrible music. It's like, fuck this show. Like, I don't want to watch this. And then like Todd doing some horrible impression of somebody from the 70s. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. What are you talking about? I'm a kid. You were born in the 70s. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, Quinn, you know what's even <laughs> you know what's even worse? I don't in my know opinion? what's worse. That's pretty bad. That freaking superstars theme where it's like <laughs> Brad Hart, Under Digger, Shawn Michaels, Heartbreaker. Okay. That this one's is, the this worst. Is, this is actually the moment I've been waiting for with this. Because <laughs> Go ahead. this song I feel like is either the worst or the best. Oh, come on. How could it be the best? Well, here's the thing. We didn't bring it up for Rushmore because I figured you would bring it up for Death Valley, but I cannot say it's that bad. I kind of like it. Are you freaking kidding me, Quinn? <laughs> well, it grew on me over the t- over time, over the years. You know, uh. like this like like it's all like I don't know. It just seems like I should watch this. Quinn. It makes me want to watch the show. Are you freaking serious? Listen, I'll tell you something. If they can get me to want to watch Superstars in 1996 <laughs> from a theme song, they're doing something right. All right. And one more thing with it. Yes, too. sir. The fact that it's in the same vein as the Jesse James, like, spend yeah. my time working hard on the go. Like that whole thing. I don't know. I just don't think it's that bad. I don't like that. I don't like that you just said that, is what I mean. Okay, listen. If you were to compare that yeah. to the Mania Boing Boing Horn Horn theme, <laughs> but you cannot its... even say Quinn, that that's close. How is like a country music song appealing to mainstream America? Well, I guess it is, because yes! everyone likes country. <laughs> All right, fuck it. That's their audience. There's my foot in my yeah. mouth. All right. <laughs> but I'm not putting Mania on, though. Mania is not that bad. Joe. All right, it is. Yeah, but I don't I, know you, if it's one you of even worst. just said it. I know. Like I did. you, you just went over it. Now there was some bad raw theme songs as well, Quinn. Like what? There was the one after the initial. Oh yeah, for like that a little second while. Second one where they're fighting on the roof. Yes, and it's like. It's so generic. Yeah, I can't even. It's so generic that I can't even think of it. But I know what you're talking about. I'll tell you what. Why don't we listen to it right now so you know. 
Ugh. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember Shawn this. Shawn Michaels dancing on the roof. It's that so era. stupid. It's basically didn't folks, they put the horn at the end too? Like do 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 do. Yeah, they did. This is when WWF Raw was getting like upset that there was nitro. <laughs> this is the fall of '95. Ugh. So they were like all upset that there was nitro. They're like, let's do a new intro Isn't on the this roof. Initially, when the cops ran in for the yes, DX intro, but exactly. then they reused it. And there was like this battle royal on the roof, it looks like. Of Titan Towers. Of Titan Tower, which is kind of cool, except it never like aired. You well, know what I mean? The problem is, is the theme sucks. It really does. It's a bad theme if yeah. you just heard it. So. I, that's going in. That's Really? Okay. Yeah, because of all these raw themes, and like, I know like some people might say, well, what about some of the current themes or something newly they retired, like Tonight is the Night? You know, yeah, and I know. But, At least that's something. That is literally like, dun, 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 like over and over again. That's nothing. Okay. I'm game with, with yeah. uh, putting it in if you are. For your flagship show, for yeah. that to be like, fuck that It's sh- very yeah. generic. Like, yeah. Nitro's theme was much better than that. Yeah. A hundred times better. Yeah. Okay. So for number two, I believe that's the second Raw theme. It's late 95, folks. They actually switched back to the original because <laughs> they so knew. Yeah. yeah. So for number two, the second Raw theme. Die, die, die. All right. We still got Mania hanging, hanging in the balance there, Michael. What about, here's yes. a really bad one, and I think this this goes in the same vein of Mania, Livewire. It was like, yeah. Like, it's like, and then it would just do that over again. It was pretty bad. It's like so nothing. It's again, It's it was probably written around the same time as that other shitty Raw theme. You know what? You're right, but. Like, it's the same idea. It's the same idea, but I would say that. It would be better. It would be worse had there not been Nickelback doing the SmackDown theme at one point. Mm. Remember that? Burn it to the ground by Nickelback. First of all, Nickelback (laughs) sucks. (laughs) Yeah, well, they do suck. There's no, like... They're the ultimate generic rock band. Yeah, there's no real, like... They're okay once. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) They were decent, like, a time or two. SmackDown was very weird with the songs that they picked. They were. And they were hit or miss because, like we said, Rise Up is a is a fucking like Rushmore song, but like then mainly, you have like mainly you said that. Well, I still think it is, but <laughs> but this is some real shit. You know what I didn't like? In all honesty, the spotlight theme, which was like a variation of the Superstars theme. Yeah, that like with the sax and all that shit. But it's like don't 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 don't. Yeah, it's like a weird. It's like they cut notes out or something. Like that was pretty lazy. You're right about Mania, though. Now now that I think about it. Mania's theme is asshole. Yeah, compared to all of this, it's like I can't think of anything that's worse at this point. Just imagine, folks, you're you're sitting there, you're watching your uh, your television on a Saturday morning, and you get like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, get it out of here. All right, for number three, WWF Mania ninety three to ninety six. Die, die, die. We've got one more, Maggle. I got one. What do you got? What about All American when they like? redid it where Bobby and Gene were like traveling and then like it made the theme that's made, not good the theme made yeah. it sound like older than it was like to me it exemplified how out of touch they were by 93 that's not a bad point that is a pretty bad it's theme. like duh, 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 duh. yeah it's like something like that yeah it's really shitty that one's not not good now folks there's probably a lot of generic ones that we're just not thinking of because they don't stand out either way. Yeah. So forgive us for that. That's where we need you, the fans, to come in and remind us of stuff we forgot. Right. You can do that by reaching us on Twitter. You can go on Facebook. You can email us. 
for the record, you know, we welcome your feedback. We welcome your mm-hmm. ideas. We we won't think of everything. Right. So we want to hear from you. Yeah. And be reminded of stuff. What's the next logical candidate for number four, though, Quinn? Like, truly, out of everything we've mentioned, I hate that first SmackDown theme. I think it's a terrible song. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's intense enough, and I have, I I guess, my affection for it is the SmackDown games because it was like always playing, and I was just like, eh, this is fine. Really? Like, yeah, it was like acceptable. I don't, I'm not saying it's great, and I'm, I'm not defending it. Yeah. And we already, to be fair to SmackDown, we put one SmackDown in here already. So you're trying to tell me that Nickelback will also get a pass? Well, I still think the Green Day one is the worst. Oh, that's in there. Don't worry. Yeah. But did Raw have anything else that was really bad? I guess really not, right? offensive and annoying. What was Tuesday Night Titans theme? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. Do you remember all. the Action Zone theme? It was probably not good. Wasn't it like... Dun, 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 no, that's Superstars. Dun. Okay, yeah. Challenge really didn't have anything notable, huh? No, no. What was the one that was... Dun, dun, was that superstars? Oh, that was superstars? That was like the next theme. It's not that good. No, I kind of like that one actually. Mm-hmm. You don't? I remember I tried to nominate it. I don't like it really that much. That was one you tried to nominate? I was yeah. thinking of the wrong thing. Oh, though. okay then. Uh, well, actually, no, because I was saying the Ultimate Warrior one, which is that's also not that different. One. Yeah, yeah, it's a different one. Well, what about the superstars theme you mentioned briefly? The one. Yeah, that so pretty bad. It's so generic. Yeah, the one where it's like going across the superstars' letters. Yeah, it's really like yeah, that that junk. You think so? That is really junk. What makes it junk to you? It's just generic. It's like most of these that we the second raw thing that we picked. I also I also think that Spotlight is a good contender actually because it is super generic. You know how Spotlight was their C show and that's like a half-ass show. Yeah, so was their theme. It's like they didn't try at. All yeah. to make that good. Heat also had a bad theme too. What was Heat's theme? It was like I almost think it was like that that singing like the DX band, but like really like like he was like <laughs> it was like there was no like oomph to it, if I recall. Now what about Quinn the uh superstars theme by the DX band guy? So bastard! Yeah, F that song. Yeah. That should be number four. That's what you are! That's, can that yeah, go in? Horrible. Because he's yeah. a terrible singer. Rest in peace. He's a, he was a terrible singer. Yeah, actually, that 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 takes the cake. It's, okay. it's too yelly. It's like, you know how we were saying that they always pick these like ridiculous... Yes. That's like ass them rock. doing it early, and it's like the most assiest of ass rock. Probably because Mr. Ass was on the show, so they yes. had to pick the assiest of ass rock. That's a very good point. In fact, the only time that band was useful was for the DX theme. And then for Triple H's first theme, they were good. Yeah, that was a good theme. But not for superstars. No. And especially not for 98 superstars <laughs> that no one watched. Yeah, and it didn't matter. It was a recap show. Yeah. All right, I'll put it on. For number four, the 1998 to whenever, oh, one, <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> whenever they canceled superstars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number four? Yeah. All right. Die, die, die. All right, folks. So that is our Death Valley of WWF wrestling theme songs, you know, television theme yeah. songs. We have Know Your Enemy by Green Day for SmackDown. <laughs> it really is bad. Yeah, go look. It's not even a good song to yeah. begin with, let alone a good theme song right. for a WWF show. Then we have the second Raw theme where they're fighting on the roof. Look that one up. It's really junky. Yeah, very junk. Mania, I agree with you, Quinn. The sound effects, it's so like boingy and like <laughs> trampoline. It's just not what you want to be watching. It just looks like you're watching. 
watching a Fruit by the Foot commercial or <laughs> yeah, something. It's it's just, like, it looks like a commercial. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then finally, the Chris Warren Band, or whatever the hell they were called, yeah. version of Superstars theme, 98 to, I right. think, 01 when the show ended, mm-hmm. or 02. That is our Death Valley of WBF Wrestling television theme songs. Uh, please let us know yours by reaching us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com or simply go to the Facebook group. Like the Kingpin Brian Malone has just joined recently. Ah, yes. And uh, you can be one of the cool kids as well. You can be a part of the OVP family. But Quinn, when we come back, we are reviewing something. Back after this. Does anyone know just what in the hell the lyrics are to that song? Well, Rock, we put the superstars to the test to see if they could figure it out. And I have no clue what they're saying. Soul of me? I already don't see no pictures of me. Wait, wait a minute. All right. I think that first verse was something on the lines of we're ready for Raw is Jericho. Right there. I have no earthly idea so far. Take a sword through the heart and the soul of me? Or- if we both were born in another place and time, this moment might be ending with a kiss. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue what he's saying. (laughs) Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 61, here on Monday, December 11th, 2017. It's our season seven opener, and we want to thank you, as always, for being with us for all of these episodes, well over a year now. Should also mention, Quinn, we have in a couple of weeks uh, a very special holiday episode. Oh, yes. And it's going to come out. On Christmas, is that correct? Yes, Santa's going to drop it. Santa's going to drop it. So. Your, it's not us this time, it's Santa. So uh, we will be breaking format for that episode. Yeah. So you'll have episode 62 mm-hmm. next week on the 18th. But after that, you're going to have a very special episode before we return to episode 63 right. on January 1st. Correct. So just a heads up for you, folks. Programming so, note, if Programming you will. note, if you will. But Quinn, speaking of programming, we are reviewing something, are we not? Yep, it's some <laughs> kind of programming, all right. Now, this one was mailed to us. You know how we get things in the mail if you listened last week. Yeah. If you didn't, you better. <laughs> but this time we watched it before. Yes, this We're not going to watch it with you No, no, time. no. One time only. Yeah. Uh, if you want us to live review stuff, you can simply uh, subscribe to our Patreon and you can see the live reviews. Some cheap plug right there. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, Quinn, what were we viewing today and folks this is an interesting one well first of all we're hitting up a year that we haven't touched yet and there's a reason for that <laughs> really and uh we're hitting up a show that no one touches <laughs> this is called folks wwf new york you may have not seen it ever because you don't live around here right. so it's possible and it's from july 17th 1999 which means two things a it's during a very hot period for business. Yeah. Two, it's from a very shitty period for creative. Yes, it's so convoluted, Joe. Yep. That during this, I was like trying to even like remember like why right. is any of this happening? Exactly. Like, and that's the theme when you rewatch this era of WWF is yeah. why did this happen? Oh, this happened? They did this? Yeah, you're like, wait, what? It's Vince Russo at his worst in WWF, which is a bunch of loose ends that never went anywhere. Right. It's It's like a regurgitation of ideas. It's just like somebody like threw up on yes. like a, the writer sheet and like <laughs> we got this. Now, I suppose we should explain what WWF New York is. Well, 
here's what it is. <laughs> there was a show still, believe it or not, called Shotgun Saturday Night. Yeah. Now, by 1999, it was a shell of its former self. In fact, by 1997, it was a shell of its former <laughs> by self. By the first couple weeks, <laughs> yes. it was because they were added to like nightclubs, which was the whole freaking appeal of it. Basically, Shotgun went from being a unique concept in early 97 january and february of being in nightclubs and i believe penn station and yeah, a few other places it was crazy like that that was awesome we reviewed one of the early ones uh, way back when yeah about a year ago almost right uh it went from that to quickly becoming the late 90s version of challenge yeah it was just whatever slop they yep. filmed before raw exactly it was filmed before raw different announcers dubbed in and post usually and by 1999 we were really like past the point of this show mattering. Okay, but that's shotgun. What the hell is WWF New York, you ask? Well, if you lived in the New York metro area, which Quinn and I happen to, yeah. you would get to see a New York version of this show. Yeah, but not in New York. Right. Yeah. So basically, wherever sloppy arena they filmed it from, yeah. it was rebranded as WWF New York. And to really make it New York, they showed shots of the Mirage nightclub in yeah. Times Square and all this stuff from the original shotgun Just intro. Basically, they reused all this crap. Right, like, like Biker Taker from 97. The fact that they made a logo for it is a lot of effort for this. Yes, <laughs> and nothing is more New York than Vince Russo hosting it with right. Michael Cole. Now, do you think that this was shown as like superstars or something else somewhere? Here's the thing, folks. Shotgun was the late night syndicated show, okay? Right. The rebranded one that was milder yeah. Was called Shotgun Challenge everywhere else. Hmm. Yes, Shotgun That's Challenge. Weird. In the same way that these were eventually turned into, very soon, by the way, Jacked and Metal. Right. This was, you had WWF New York here, or Shotgun Challenge, and then you had regular Shotgun. Yeah. I was just always confused, especially with this, is like, like how long was the pre-show to Raw for the people who showed up? An hour. It was yeah, all the same content. It was just the way they branded it. They censored certain things, different commentators. Okay, so this was, was essentially shotgun same. somewhere else. Yes, exactly. Okay. But we have Vince Russo for this version, so yeah. <laughs> let's get right to the review, shall we? Sure. Now, we get what Quinn called a typical of the era opening bumper, you know, in over 400 countries of languages. Yeah, like that bullshit. And some fast-paced theme, like we said, with the shots in New York, Shawn Michaels on a car, all that shit. He's not even wrestling anymore, but they filmed for shotgun so we might as well use it two and a half years ago yeah, it's so old <laughs> undertaker like coming from the floor yeah like in new york like yes. the sore and he's dressed like biker taker yeah in 97 that's yeah. when that's from it's so weird it's the same footage we saw when we did shotgun in 97 right and like i said we're hosted by michael cole and vince russo that is a strange commentary team <laughs> welcome to wwf new york michael cole vince russo at ringside and Guess what our opening contest is? Well, it wouldn't be 1999 without Jeff Jarrett and Deborah mm. versus the Blue Mini. Really? <laughs> Are we serious at this opening? And not only that, yes. they say it's for yes. the Intercontinental title. Yes. This this is the ultimate, like, no one gives a shit about championships time period. Yes, because the Blue Mini, folks, was most notable for being the blue guy in the BWO and right. like being Stevie Richards' crony. Stevie Richards was a crony himself. Yeah, <laughs> Stevie 
Richards the crony's crony. Right, the blue meanie with stretch yeah. marks all over his stomach and everything. Ew. Gross person. Is he pregnant? Really nice man, though. Yeah, he is. He he's is not a bad worker, really, as we'll see here. Yeah, he's actually a really good worker. So anyway, but before we get to that, we have a clip of last week on Raw, Steve Austin beating up Jeff Jarrett on Monday. You know, I got a whiff of Jeff Jarrett being pushed here yeah. in by Vince Russo, and it disgusted me. I have a question for you. Do you know how many guitars he broke? A thousand. Did you know if he ever drew a dime? He drew zero dimes. Wow. That's yeah. pretty bad. Now, by the way, this is on New York 55. It's a, it was a local channel that we yeah. probably, I don't know if it exists anymore. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> got, we it? I remember getting it. I just don't remember much of anything yeah. on it. Who cares? Other than this. Jarek gets on the mic and he says, no one deserves to see the puppies except him. Great. Deborah's face, I should say, needs ironing, by the <laughs> way. She looks like shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, but she, I mean, eh, yeah, fake boobs, huh? She looks good. She no, she doesn't. I think she looks fine, Joe. Jared attacks meeting during his dancing. Yes, there's dancing. Yeah, like, well, it's the blue meanie. He's got to do his blue meanie dance where he raises the roof and wiggles his hips. Teddy Long is the ref. <laughs> playa playa holla holla. Yep. Big drop kick by the meanie, and then Jared fights back. Fights back with a short arm clothesline. You had a great question for me. Yeah, Kay. I was wondering uh, how does Deborah find skirts this short? Because That's a very good question. And my and it is. I'm asking this reasonably not to be like weird or anything. Like it looks like she has trouble walking in them. Like they're so tight and, and so thin, short yeah. and it's like, you know, awkward position. I believe those are called pencil skirts. I'm, I might be wrong. Yeah, but I, I not that them. short. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a really short pencil. Anyway, <laughs> they hype the announcers do the upcoming Undertaker Steve Austin match at fully loaded. We'll have more on that, but just more later. Keep that in mind. Jarrett with an electric chair drop. And this is an era, by the way, folks, where matches don't matter and title matches somehow matter even less. It's very weird. Like you said at the beginning, like it's an intercontinental title match against the Blue Meanie. Who and cares? No, not the crowd. Well, why is the Blue Meanie a contender? That's the whole point. It's like anyone had a title match let back a, then. Let alone a number one contender. <laughs> yeah, really? Who did he ever beat uh, yeah. to become the number one contender Weird. for this prestigious title? Anyway, this match, by the way, I should say, isn't even bad. Match. Neckbreaker by the Meanie into a big power slam for two. Deborah gets on the apron and distracts the Meanie so Jarrett can hit his worst finisher ever, The Quinn. stroke? Yeah, the stroke. <laughs> stro first, his career got a stroke at first this point. First of all, why is it called a stroke? A stroke of luck? Because he, no, he he's using his stroke. Like, he called it that later. It wasn't called that here. Good. Remember in WCW because, like, to say, like, he had stroke, like, he could do whatever he wanted. Isn't it pull? I have pull. It's another term no, for it's that. Not. It's, yeah, it is. No one says you, that. You have stroke. Folks, if you or someone you know uses the term stroke to say, I have pull, please let us know. Are you sure, Quinn? I'm positive. I, I don't know about that. But anyway, what is the move, Quinn? It's a forward Russian leg sweep. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's, it, it, dumb it's not move. devastating in no, any way. It's a really stupid yeah. move. So Jarek gets the win and shockingly doesn't lose his intercontinental title to the blue meanie. Great. Deborah gets on the apron. That was the best part of the match. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing is Deborah cost, you know, Meanie the match, so it just makes Jeff Jarrett look terrible. Yeah, you know what? For the next few months until he wound up leaving in October, yeah. he looked like crap. Like because, it's like, oh, you can't beat anyone. Yeah, basically. without Deborah distracting them. Right. Puppies, JR. Puppies. So anyway, we get clips of a recent press conference where Vince McMahon the owner of the World Wrestling Federation, mind you, announced that Jesse Ventura is going to be the ref for SummerSlam. And he says, Quinn, that his job is to bring back law and order to the WWF. It is time to bring back some law and order. 
this is basically the same exact shit from SummerSlam 88, just they're doing it over again. Like, it is! It's just the same angle, except Jesse Ventura is now the mayor or governor, governor of, yeah. of his province or whatever. And he's more bald than yeah, he used to be. Yeah, and he's more bald. And older. Yeah. Great. <laughs> this so, wasn't good. I know no. people, like, have some fond memory good. of it. I don't remember caring that much, because no. I was like... Jesse's not, it's not like he's been in the WWF at all. In the last almost decade. Yeah, who cares? And not only that, I never liked the triple threat aspect of that match where it was Austin Mankind yeah, and what? Triple H. It, it should have just weird. been Austin H. Everyone knows that. It was bullshit that it wasn't. Well, it's because he didn't want a job to Triple H. He right? should have, though. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better. Anyway, fully loaded promos coming up very soon. And you can get WWF The Music Volume 3 at your local Coconuts, Camelot, or Record World. Yes, Record World. Well, I had this, this music here. This volume three, this CD, if you will, yes, yeah, CD, yeah. <laughs> and Vince Russo wants us to know that it's also brought to us by Starburst Hot Candy <laughs> and by Starburst Hot Candy. Give it some juice. Hard candy. <laughs> Who calls Starburst hard candy? <laughs> no, it's there, soft. There was a new like Starburst. Oh, hard candy. This is a new one. Okay, yeah. I was confused by that actually because it just looked like regular Starburst to me. I guess that didn't uh, last, huh? Yeah, Starburst must have hard not. Candy. Maybe yeah. they have it. So you guys tell us. Do you have it in your area? The Starburst, <laughs> area? Starburst hard, yeah, hard candy. <laughs> yeah, Filippo, do you have that yeah. out there? By the way, Quinn, you did a good job announcing the show. Yeah. Oh, right. I did announce. Remember, because you're yeah. Vince Russo. Yeah, so that's me. <laughs> We're reviewing me. <laughs> Get it, folks? Because he yeah. looks like him. Yeah, I got That's it. Everyone. Someone tried to say that I also look like Vince Russo. I don't think so. I just I don't even beard. think I look like Vince Russo. My eyebrows mm. are too thick. <laughs> hey, they just are. I'm you not have two of them. Yeah. Russo has a unibrow. Right, exactly. I'm not going to like brag that I have thin eyebrows or anything, but my eyebrows are thicker than Vince Russo's. Do you pluck the middle? I do. Yeah, so do I. Well, yeah. I shave it. Yeah, you I don't pluck? shave it. I pluck it. Individual plucking? Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, last week, The Rock, this is 1999, teamed with Road Dog, Road Dog, Road Dog, The Rock, (laughs) and X-Pac to face Triple H, Mr. Ass, King Mm. Ass, by the way. King Ass, the King of Ass. (laughs) And China. Yes, this is a poor man's attempt at NWO versus NWO, if you yeah, ask me. you know like, what it is, because they're basically like, oh, the rights for DX are going to be on the line. Who cares? Exactly, like, who cares? DX is nothing if they're not together, so <laughs> what, what are those rights worth? Folks, Quinn nailed it right there. <laughs> DX is nothing when Triple H and Billy Gunn and China are on one side, yeah. and Dog and X-Pac are on the other. Yeah, you just you need all of them together, because, I mean, you could just have Shawn Michaels by himself, because... yeah. You know, that would be fine. Yeah, that'd be fine, but, but no. all these guys are like inferior. So this is clips of this match from Raw. Road Dog beats up everybody. Bronco Buster by X Pac. I hate this era. Why is that? It's so confusing and convoluted and there's yeah. just way too much going on. Well, because if I'm not mistaken, didn't DX get back together like soon? Yes, they did. <laughs> none actually. of this mattered. Yeah, none of this matters because by ninety nine they're like abducting Stephanie and like yeah. they, they do that wedding thing yep. and they're all back together and now they're like stooges for corporate, corporate DX. Triple H. Yeah, it's Ugh. really weird. Anyway, uh, people's elbow on King Ass gets the win, and I gotta say something here, it's coming to mind. <laughs> The Rock and Gun were going to be fighting at SummerSlam, right? Right. The Rock just pinned him with an elbow a month before. Well, this that- is why when look, Quinn and I again, in case you're newer here, haven't heard maybe our back episodes. We don't hate Vince Russo. No, we give him credit where we believe it's due. Right, but this is not a time period. He did where, not. Yeah, he wasn't 
good here. He didn't get a lot of things about wrestling. Yeah, and that will be exemplified near the end of this yeah. episode. <laughs> yes, it will. So they hype up this really important strap match between The Rock and Triple H. When you remember did that, that? happen? At yes. Fully Loaded? What? The Rock Triple H strap match. I really don't remember that, folks. Yeah. I don't remember if it was good. You know what's embarrassing about all this? The Rock is like on fire. A year previous, like these guys, didn't they fight at SummerSlam in its ladder match? They did, and not only that, didn't they also fight in a two out of three falls at Fully Loaded 98? Yeah. They did. Yeah. Now they're fighting again at 99. I don't yeah, remember this look, match at look all. Look where The Rock is and look where Triple H is. Still, The Rock is better. Yeah, and what's sad is that The Rock goes on to fight Billy Gunn at SummerSlam. Billy ass. Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H goes on to win the world title the night after it. Right. Anyway, apparently Kane and The Undertaker were called the Towers of Terror. Allegedly. There's also a lot of other weird things said in the, <laughs> in the bumpers here. But hey, be sure to buy Hell Yeah, the Steve Austin video cassette. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I didn't have it, but I remember the tape box. What about Come Get Some, the Divas one? Do you remember that one? <laughs> Those softcore porns, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. The, what the hell? I never understood that. Like, why not just get a Playboy tape? I don't like, know. Like, why did they sell these? Because people wanted to see Sabble. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> WWF Rewind, folks, is brought to you by Centipede for PlayStation. Oh, that? A that, 3D version of Centipede. That happened? Yeah, that's unfortunate for I video think, games. I think, honestly, I just blocked out a lot of 99 from my head because I remember 98 vividly. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how this year is so like, I don't think it's that you blocked it out. I think it's that it's just like an explosion of just too much stuff. Yeah. And you can't retain it. That's like what you, it is. You're right. You remember broad strokes. Like you remember the ministry and like yes. it was me all along. And, <laughs> and Triple like H. you remember DX breaking up. Yes, I do. I also remember DX getting back together. Jeff Jarrett being a thing. Yeah. D'Lo, Mark Henry. Right. Broad strokes. But these like blue meanie getting intercontinental title shots yeah. and like nonsense like this. Or this on the rewind. They're showing the Fink. Getting tarred and feathered by D- by Road Dog and Xbox. Don't remember that at all. I don't know why. They don't really say why. They, that's the thing, too. If you're watching this, like us, or even at the time, if you haven't watched WWF for a couple weeks, maybe, right? right? You're like, oh, let me check out WWF. It's on my TV that's Saturday night or whatever. They don't explain shit. Yeah, they don't really tell you anything. It's just like, here's this stuff that happened, right. and now there's a match. It's really bad. Yeah. So the DX music hits, and X-Pac and Road Dog come out. Yep. Now, Road Dog does his spiel, but he's with X-Pac, so it's shitty. He's like, and we're still DX or yeah. something. What's so good about continuing DX with just those two? <laughs> like, that would suck. It At would. least in Triple H's defense, there's three people, not two. I'm his just saying, version yeah, of it, yeah. yeah. There's one more person, because China. Gun, <laughs> Billy yeah. Gunn's no prize. Yeah, but there's also China. At least it's two of the original three DX members yeah, over there. exactly. At least there's some original. <laughs> right, like Road Dog and X-Pac. Yeah. Believe it or not, folks, if, you, if you're not familiar here, they went on to still be the only two remaining members in, like, the year 2000, like, <laughs> later. Wasn't that when, like, light heavyweight champion X-Pac? It was close to that era, yeah. yes. And they wound up fighting each other, Dog and X-Pac, at SummerSlam 2000. Weird. A year and a month from this for the rights to the DX name. Again? Yes. Ugh. What? This really We're really happened. whittling it down at that point. It was very whittly. So anyway, X-Pac warns us that D'Lo and Meat <sighs> are going to come out and be beating their Meat. Hey, I know D'Lo and Meat are coming out here right now, but fellas, Meat is the only thing you two boys are going to be beating tonight. What? 
I don't want to hear that. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah. We come back for a commercial and PMS are out there. Quinn, can you explain <laughs> PMS, please? Well, it was Terry, Jackie, and Ryan Shamrock. Yes, uh, Ryan Shamrock was briefly in PMS. Right, but they're supposed to be like, I guess, femme fatale, sort of, but none of them are wrestlers except Jackie. Jackie but, but they don't let her wrestle by they then. They don't let her wrestle, and I don't know why... I guess they like seduce the meat and like use him as their robot or something to meat fight slave. <laughs> yeah, they're their slave or sex slave or something. <laughs> they're implying that they have sex with him so that he does what they want. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. it is. And PMS, of course, st- stood for pretty mean sisters. Yeah. You also said to me, Quinn, that meat is terrible and also his underpants tights are horrible. Yes, I hate his underpants tights. What's wrong with them? Because uh, I just first of all, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see right. a guy in his tidy whiteies, but blue running around. Yeah, but it's Sean Stasiak. <laughs> doctor Doc- Sean Yeah, Stasiak. he is a doctor now. And also, I don't want to see a sex slave on TV fight people for them. Like, why'd you book it? I Stop. <laughs> it's just really stupid, that's all. Like, it, it, it's not believable. No, it's not yeah, good. I just don't like it. It's bad. So yeah. a match happens while we eat pizza. Yeah. And then Billy Gunn in a denim ensemble. <laughs> like, the denim, like, overalls with one strapped down like right. it's 1994. Yeah, he's got the... With wrong, OJ. Yeah, with OJ. Yeah. It's like he's got the stupid, like, that look that's way out of touch at this point, nobody's wearing that like anymore. He should be in a Cypress Hill video or yes. something like that. Yeah. You know? It's awful. <laughs> it's he- really, really bad. And he's got like golden like dreadlocks. But you know how his hair is blonde? Yeah. He actually has like jewelry to wrap up his dreads. Yeah, it's, like, it's very strange. It's very bad. So he and China kind of stand at the top of the Titan trying to make faces at the other DX. Cool. What are they? LOD? <laughs> D'Lo, by the way, as we all know, and if you don't, you better recognize. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Mike Yoda's the ref, just referee Mike yeah, Yoda. Not, not senior yet. No, not yet. And Michael Cole name drops Joey Abs, who is actually better than meat. That's true. There's so much bullshit going <laughs> on right now here, Joe. There is. You're absolutely right. And just like why meat. am I ta- why am I hearing Joey Abs while meets wrestling? PMS is a ringside. There's feuding DXs. Yeah. So it, what the hell's going on? And ADD. also, PMS has some. Issue with D'Lo for some reason. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I'm Who not going to pretend to. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gorilla, what do you think? Who cares? Yeah, that's what Thank I you. So anyway, Jackie drop kicks D'Lo from the top rope by mistake. But I'm like, holy shit! She just did a move. Yeah. And then Dog does that stupid shaky knee drop on meat and finishes with <laughs> D'Lo double G. Like the, you know how he does it. Yeah. It's basically his version of the people's elbow. Yeah. It's like the doggy poop knee yeah. drop. It's like wiggle 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 <laughs> drop. Like basically. And then he wins with the crappiest pump handle slam in history because yeah. that's his finisher. Mm-hmm. So then PMS beats their meat and Dog <laughs> makes fun of ass and. China, and you know it's 1999 because I just said that sentence. That sentence, Joe, was ridiculous. <sighs> then Ass pulls a mic out of his overalls and says that oh! Road Do- <laughs> he says Road Dog's not that good and then they play tag. He's like, why don't you come get me? And then they run after them. But then again, how about this? Let's do like in old times and you come here to me. Billy is late Let's down go, the Billy, Here we go. I hate all of this. <laughs> the fact that I just had to hear you talk about PMSs and ass and, and meat and dogs. like ugh. It's a very bad period of time. Yeah. And honestly, it's not like that badness is confined to this episode of WWF New York. Yeah. This is like all the angles that were going on at the oh, time. A lot of it is this. Yeah. It's really bad. A WWF.com commercial is represented by a dog sniffing poop. 
That's about right. I mean, this is poop. <laughs> We're selling poop. Get the poop. Get the poop. Last week on Raw, Vince McMahon hilariously rolled out on a wheelchair to confront <laughs> Austin. It was really funny. I always like when Vince pulled his automatic wheelchair out, the one with like his like Professor X controls it's on it. It's really good. Yeah. So they attempt to sign the contract for full load, and here is what's going to happen. Basically, if Austin's fighting Undertaker, like we right. mentioned. Yep. If Austin wins, Vince has to leave. If Undertaker wins, Austin never wrestles again. So one yep. way or another, one of them has to leave, right? right. Loser leaves town, basically. Basically, a loser leaves town. They attempt to sign this contract, but Kane's music hits. Now, Kane is a face, by the way, technically. Right. And that allows Undertaker to attack Austin with mm-hmm. the smoking skull belt. Yeah, he's like, give me my damn belt back. And I was like, oh, it's not the title right belt. it's this crap belt that yeah. he had or whatever it was the shitty one yeah so much cahoots going on i feel like undertaker and kane were always in cahoots all the time yeah but whose side were all these people <laughs> on like in all honesty it's still confusing to me it's vince russo man yeah. they never had this problem before or after vince russo why didn't they just always make kane the undertaker's enemy just for like simple like okay this is like an eternal feud and it's this they should not have teamed until like 2000 yeah, like when it didn't matter anymore. Right? Like they should. I don't understand this. They kept Brett and Owen apart for like four years. I, I hate it too because it's like his brother burned his face off. Like why uh-huh. would they ever be friends? Because of Katie Vick. I'm not sure. Oh no! Don't even bring that up. <laughs> so then later on in the same Raw episode that we're still recapping, the Big Show trotted out oh. and cut a very dumb promo about how the Undertaker and Kane are in cahoots, Austin. So yeah. you need a team with me he practically begs austin to team with him right and this doesn't make any sense because <laughs> you know they they feuded at the valentine's day massacre True. it's really stupid you also said though that vince never understood that you should just book the big show like he's andre right there's no reason why you know big show shouldn't just be treated like he's the ultimate weapon like yeah this shouldn't be a question right like right it's like oh big show wants to team with me like okay yeah like he's gonna fucking kick their ass because he's <laughs> bigger than them and i i would appreciate that yeah them seeing their asses get kicked right exactly <laughs> i just i hate that they always treat the big show like a big puss they still do yeah <laughs> it's amazing yeah he's always like crying or baby or wimpy diapers just, what and the hell he's the biggest athlete in the world period end of story and he can't he should be untouchable that's really one of quinn's pet peeves though is the way they've booked big show since 99 right and it's i agree so with you. shitty it is shitty so anyway we actually see clips of that match apparently austin did say yes because big show's in there in his panties yeah. remember that when he wore those still he looked at least somewhat imitating because you can like see how big he is I like the WCW singlet version better. I hate the shirt version at WrestleMania 2000. Wait, he wears a shirt at WrestleMania? Yeah. There's also the, the version where his hair is short, and he, he looks, looks like real crap. Really crap. He just looks like a big fat kid. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he looks like preppy kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, I got a juice box today. <laughs> yeah. You know, like one of those. Yeah. And a bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, as for the finish of the match, Austin stuns Kane and then calmly pins him. Like, yeah. after all that. Yeah, I thought Kane's supposed to be, like, <laughs> right. undead. Or right. <laughs> like from the depths of hell or something. No. Nope. Stunner dead. Dead. Anyway, we get a graphic for the WF championship match, and here's what this match is, folks. <laughs> Undertaker versus Austin at fully loaded. Yes. Coming up. Is a WWF championship first blood end of an era match. Seriously. Okay. First off, I get this for the WWF champion. That's clear. That's good. I'm good with that. Right. Why is this first blood again? Why did why why? I don't know. That it, doesn't make any they sense. They don't really say. An end of an era 
is way too grandiose for this. It's confusing. Just say, like, loser leaves town. I know. Well, here's what they were trying to imply, right? Yeah. Well, either Austin's going to never be there again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or Vince is never going to be there yeah, again. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, so none of it means company. anything. Right. Like, yeah. Now, what wound up happening, because this is like 18 years ago, so I don't care about spoiling it, yeah. is Austin did win. Right. There was the big send off for Vince, like, na, 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 na. Yeah, hey, great. hey, hey, goodbye. Right. Vince is gone from TV for a whole two months. <laughs> Well, they won't remember because Vince Russo. Right. So. When he comes back, he's all mad at Triple H for taking his daughter, like, hurting her, like, yelling at her or something. Right. yeah. And then he beats Triple H for the world title. Ugh. Remember that? Yeah. And then Vince is a face right. until WrestleMania yeah. 2000 where he turns heel. Right. Remember that? Yeah. So yeah. Vi- this kicked off Vince's, like, six-month face run. Remember he fought Triple H This is when it just started getting stupid. All about the McMahons. Yes. All this crap. And for the record, that did start with Vince Russo. I yeah. know he wasn't there for all of it, but it, it probably started was his with ultimate him. master plan. I don't know what his master plan. I don't think he knew. Uh, well, actually, the master plan was to get Jeff Jarrett to be the champion, <laughs> but... He wanted Jarrett to feud with Austin. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you see it right yeah, here. He yeah, he loved Jeff Jarrett for some damn reason. Yeah. Anyway, bro. Uh, <laughs> Let's get back to this upcoming card. We also have the Big Show versus Kane with special referee Bob Holly. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Who is he in this? <laughs> he, he has. He should have nothing to do with any of that. Well, I, my theory is that this is that era where not only did he have the name Hardcore Holly, right. he had the name The Big Shot Bob Holly. It's real. These are horrible names. It, they, they are. He was also treated as a super heavyweight. But that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. But then Crash had the the Crash other super. Did it better? Yeah, he did. He actually came, like brought the the thing with him, the the weight, the yeah. the scale, the, the scale. scale. He brought the scale with him, and he brought it for so long that I forgot why he was bringing a scale with him later on. Exactly. And the other thing is with Crash, it was funny because yeah. he was like five eight, maybe one hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah, it made no sense with Hardcore Holly. He just <laughs> looked like a generic wrestler. Bob. Holly, it's like quite literally like generic creator wrestler no. of that time. What about Hollywood Bob Holly from Smoky Mountain? That's a little, that's slightly more unique. Actually better? Yeah. Sparky Plug is better? Yeah. And this this version is just whatever. I'm mean. Yeah. That's like what it is. I'm ornery. Remember later when he was like actually mean? Forever? No, no, no. But that like in yeah. like 07 yeah. or some shit on like ECW, but not the good ECW, oh, the, the, the reboot ECW where he was like, I'm just a dick. Yeah. And like he was mean to everyone. That and was just, his career. Yeah, and everyone just hated him. I don't know what bug went up his ass that bit him and made him think he was good. He thought he was like the gateway to the main event or I something. Don't get it. He was never even in the main event. He, he was sucked. never even in the main mid-card part. He was awful. Yeah. The best thing he had going for him is that briefly in like maybe 98-99, he was an okay hardcore wrestler. Okay. I mean, Crash Holly was a better hardcore wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Crash Holly is like the upgraded version of Hardcore Holly. He is because he's like plucky and he's yeah. shorter he's and smaller. He's what you want Hardcore Holly to be. Yeah, Bob Holly was like the guy that like always had to beat Cody Rhodes when he debuted and oh, shit like that. that. Like yeah. the gatekeeper. Yeah, that's like, what I, that's what I was getting at. You gotta beat me. Like, who the fuck are you? What, you should have to beat him to like make it past superstars. Right? Like, not, not to make it to the main event or whatever he says. So anyway, he's a special ref 
Big Show versus Kane. Who cares? One of these things is not like the other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Quinn, the new Millennium Counter is at f- 550 hours, 20 minutes, and 21 seconds. Which is accurate, right? That it is accurate. We worked yeah. it out, yeah, yeah, because Jericho would be debuting in just about three weeks. Good. Yeah. They, they they needed it because this sucks. Jericho did give them a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. It really helped. Anyway, JVC Kaboom of the Week is Big Show picking up Bob Holly over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Like he's picking up a baby. Remember, he's yeah. like, I love you. And he like takes him away like he's George Animal Steel or something. So make sure that you make Holly that ref in that match. I don't understand. Yeah, like, he can't what? even defend himself. <laughs> yeah. How is he supposed to keep order? I don't know. Anyway, our next match here is the Acolytes, the chess paint era, I yes. should point out. Like yes. the early era. They're not the APA yet. No, no, They're no. They're just like goons for the ministry, but they're awesome it's, anyway. It's right after the ministry, yeah. but before the APA, so they're just mad. Yeah, I like this they're version. Yeah. I like any version of them, actually, to be honest. I think they're one of the better tag teams of their era. Like, they're the LOD yeah. of their time. Yeah, And what I mean by that, folks, is they are the two big, burly ass kickers. Like, they keep the law and order in yeah. the WWE. And I love the APA gimmick with the office and right. everything. And that they're for hire. Like, sometimes it'd be with heels. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be face, depending on, like... Remember, there'd even be, like, intrigue. Like, who got to them first that night because they work on a per-night basis? Yeah, they don't give a like, shit. Th- I love that. Yep. Now, the thing that was good about them, too, that they might not get enough credit for, is they kind of bridge the gap between the pretty crappy 98 tag teams, besides the Outlaws, obviously. Right. There wasn't that much. They bridged the gap between that and the more exciting Edge and Christian and yeah. Hardys and Dudley's era. Yeah, they were mixed up with both yeah. both all those like all those teams from each of those eras. Yep. So yeah. they do a good job of holding it down. They're not the best team ever, obviously. Yeah, but they they're they, decent. They portray themselves well, let's put it that way. And not no one ever liked Bradshaw more than when he was in the APA, I dare say. Yeah, right? that was the best Bradshaw. That's without question. He, that should have been the highest he ever achieved. Yeah, it was the best Farouk, sadly, in WWE, I mean. Farouk, yeah. yeah. Ron Simmons was probably better yeah. in WCW. Right. But I I digress here because they're facing Danny O'Brien who yeah. and Flash Flanagan. I you, thought these were other people, they're but not. they're not. Now, yeah. Flanagan was a guy that you might know from ECWA, the East Coast Wrestling Association. What? It was a Northeast Territory uh, in the late 90s, mid-90s. Uh, guys like Crowbar came from there and stuff like that. So you mean he was shit? I know that, Quinn, <laughs> from reading um, Pro Wrestling Illustrate, Illustrated and The Wrestler and things like that. Aha. Uh-huh. Don't after- call them the Aftermags, though. What do you mean? Don't call them the oh. Aftermags. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Okay. So anyway, this is interesting because it's a squash match during a period of time where there weren't many. Yeah, to be that's fair. true. Yeah, th- this is actually a rarity. Yeah, you said to me it's actually like watching superstars. Yeah, it is. I-, I like that. It essentially is that. So Tim White's the ref. We get a replay of Bradshaw booting O'Brien. He yeah. killed him with a boot. And a big spine buster by Farouk on Flash Flanagan. Then the Acolytes just beat the crap out of them outside with stairs they or something. They don't care. And that's great because I like that aspect of this right. team. It's like they're not trying to win. They just want to hurt people yeah. and they don't give a shit. No, it's good. Yeah. So I think they lost by DQ. It's never announced. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah. So then we get a clip. We just bang, bang, bang of this is interesting, actually. Steve Austin. Yeah. At Shea Stadium, yep, throwing out the first pitch at an interleague Mets versus Yankees game. Interesting, not a bad pitch either, yeah. if you notice. Now, <laughs> Austin, since the Mets are the home team, he's in a Mets jersey, yeah. upsetting. Yeah, I don't like that. We're Yankee fans, yeah. but it, it's it is kind of annoying. It is kind of annoying. Not but as they, annoying. They were at Shea. To be fair to the Mets, not as annoying as Aaron Boone being named manager, though. I yeah, that, say. that was weird. Very bizarre. I don't know what's going. On. That's that's almost around this time, <laughs> yeah. like a year or two away. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we have a recap here of Shane McMahon yeah. elbowing Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> 
while beating up Test with the Mean Street Posse because... It's 1999. Right. It wasn't. It's supposed to be an accident. Like he was like people. He did it to a ref before. Right. And he's supposed to think that Stephanie was the ref. Yeah. And he, and he elbowed her by accident. And he now, I must say, Stephanie, this is during that period where they like dressed her up frumpy and <laughs> yes, didn't give her makeup and like on purpose to try to make her look innocent. Like she has these horrible white pants. Yeah, she looks terrible. Yeah, and it's like really stupid. And they know too. And it's it's funny because she's actually like very young and beautiful. She's like 22, 23. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's just really weird how they dressed her at first. Absolutely. Just to like hype up the innocence. Yep. So Quinn, our next match here was a very <laughs> interesting one. Yes. It is Michael Hayes. What? <laughs> What? In 1999. Doc Hendricks, right? Yeah. With the Hardys, because he was managing them. Right, the but he's chance. wrestling, not yeah, the Hardys. The right. Hardys are there. And this is even weirder, I guess. <laughs> he's fighting Tracy Smothers. You know, Freddie Joe Floyd himself. Right, in 99. This is so weird. This Jim, is a very weird match. Jimmy Corderas is the ref, and honestly, Michael Hayes is not bad at all, and Quinn will tell you why. I'll tell you what about this match, Joe. Yeah. This is the best wrestled match of the entire night. And it is it's better wrestled than almost anything on WWF TV back then. Because these are guys who know how to wrestle. They're from the old school. Right. And it's it's actually a good match. It's very good. It's a it's an actual grounded wrestling match with yeah. fundamentals with two old pros. And literally, after Quinn and I were talking about all this, yeah. what does Vince Russo say on commentary? But you know, this is a wrestling match. But if fully loaded, there's going to be no wrestling. Wow. So Michael Hayes wins with a twist of fate. I would give it uh, three stars. Yeah, I'd give it three, too. It It was was pretty, really good. Pretty good match. Match. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. (laughs) So the Hardys now, who were acting heelish the whole time, but they're not really. They're not heels. I guess not. They grab a table. They're going to put freaking Tracy Smothers through a table. That's kind of bullshit. What did he do to them? He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But the acolytes run out and beat the shit out of them. Like, Bradshaw kills Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Yeah, oh my god. He, like, he does almost like a dominator, but, like, almost botched through the table, and the table demolishes into, like, a thousand pieces. It's really cool. (laughs) I gotta say... This whole like part where from the point where the acolytes wrestled to the end here Mm -hmm. is awesome because there's an actual story being told. And I I have to say, I'm very impressed. And Michael Hayes, like the MVP of this show, somehow Tracy Smothers is a good thing of it, too. That's that's me giving them their their just desserts there, because that was actually the best part of the show. Who would have thought that despite. Vince Russo yeah. being like, oh, you gotta do the tits in the ass and don't change the channel and Even all that. after he's trying to downplay. Right. Yeah. The wrestling match is the best part of the show. Wow. Right. And all this after part it's is great. not bad, too. It's great. Yeah. Because then the acolytes are getting cheered as they beat the shit out of Michael Hayes and Matt Hardy. Right. This well, is a- you know, they probably got cheered because that table bump was insane. Was really <laughs> yeah. good. But don't forget to watch Heat tomorrow. Uh, yeah, don't you dare forget. The Road Dog's fighting Jeff Jarrett for no reason. Really, I want to see <laughs> Not that. Probably for the Intercontinental title, too. Probably. Bob Holly is fighting X-Pac. Why? And then Triple H is fighting the big show? That seems way too, like, big for this. It is 1999, though, and that's the way they used to roll. <laughs> but you know what? We're out of time. That's all yeah. we've got on that Bye, show. Bye, New York. <laughs> well, Michael, that was a, a very interesting slice of the summer of 1999. Yeah, I have to say, the last 20 minutes were quite entertaining yeah who would have thought a wrestling angle on a wrestling show amidst a wrestling match i still can't believe i i gave three stars and you did as well to a tracy smothers match to a michael hayes match no less in 99 yeah 
Well, I'll say this. I'm not surprised <laughs> about the rest of it. Yeah. Because I don't fondly look back on 1999. The common thread mm-hmm. in 99 is that pretty much everything was over. Yeah. There was a lot of excitement in the crowds and stuff. And right. every people cared about a lot of it. Yeah. But replay value. Oh, it sucks. It's all over the place. It's not worth watching. No, it's really not. Most of 99 is not. Unless Michael Hayes and Tracy Smothers are on it. So you heard it here first, yeah. folks. Be sure to, to watch this specifically for Michael Hayes and Tracy Smothers. Right. And we want to, of course, thank our yeah. mysterious friend who mailed this to us. Yeah. Uh, I would say overall, it was not a bad show. It wasn't good, though. Correct. Yeah, we, yeah. It, it was acceptable. Like, that's the most I can say about it. Acceptable. I would say so. And folks, we hope you found this episode acceptable. So be <laughs> sure to reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't, join the Facebook group. It's great. You talk about anything you want there, retro wrestling-wise. Yeah, so much fun to so be much, had at Facebook. So much fun to be had at Facebook. You can, of course, join the Patreon and donate if you want any amount. We'll always be thankful. Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. And of course, in the meantime, stay tuned next week for for episode number 62 on the 18th. And uh, Quinn, we have a commentary coming out on Friday if you're a patron. Yep, patrons be ready. Patrons be ready. Folks, thank you so much for being with us. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. We will see you next week for episode number 62. See ya. Michael Hayes now hammering away on Tracy Smothers. Any relation to Tom? Chin lock now by Michael Hayes. Get it? Smothers Brothers? Yeah, I got it, Michael. It wasn't very funny. Doesn't this guy look a little bit like that uh, hornyak of Freddie Joe Floyd they used to have? Elbow down to the midsection by Tracy Smothers. And Michael Hayes ripped into the ropes. And Hayes, after the telegraph, caught him in the ribs. And Michael that's, Hayes now. That's, he needs to get vicious on this guy. I got to tell you, he needs to make as if Tracy Smothers is Farouk or Bradshaw. Michael Hayes needs to get vicious. This is in 1970. This is 1999. And Farouk and Bradshaw are going to be looking to take off his head at fully loaded. And speaking of getting vicious, Ken Shamrock's going to get vicious. Understand he has a unique proposal for the lethal weapon tomorrow night on Sunday Night Heat. Now he better get vicious against Blackman because Blackman has the attitude. He's not taking any prisoners, Michael. Face first by Tracy Smothers. Michael Hayes kicked to the ribs that time. And Michael Hayes now taking it to Tracy Smothers as Jeff and Matt Hardy, the tag team champions, look on. Look at this. Small package inside. Oh, got him. Almost. Kick out after two. You know, Michael, this is more of a wrestling match. And again, it's fully loaded. There's going to be no wrestling involved. Will you stop? Stop, stop, stop.